0: For additional resources, or to contact me directly, please visit my website, heatherhakes.com. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 444. In today's podcast interview, my guest is sharing with you how you can overcome fear and trauma and the power behind healing your energy, and most importantly, how to step into and live fully you. Welcome to today's interview. I brought on Juliet Caraman. Juliet, wel- welcome.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Please give listeners a little background. Where do you live and what do you do?
1: I live in the UK, in the countryside in the UK. I've moved out of London about two years ago, just before lockdown, but I'm originally Dutch. So um, I started out being a relationship and an intimacy coach, but then actually, the most intimate relationship we have is with ourselves. So that's really what I specialize in. And over the last uh, five years, I've mentored and coached uh, hundreds of other coaches and um, therapists to really overcome their trauma and to become the best version of themselves and really tap into sensuality.
0: Pardon the interruption. If this content is resonating with you, please be sure to leave a five-star review. I want to offer you some additional resources. Visit my website, heatherhakes.com and sign up for my free video training on how to reprogram your subconscious mind. I also offer one-on-one coaching. I will help you create clarity and a roadmap so you can live the life you dream about. Best part, everything I teach, you can start implementing right now. To learn more and apply, visit heatherhakes.com. Now, back to regular programming. I love that idea, the relationship with ourself, because it's, we spend the most time with ourselves, and it's the longest relationship we'll ever have. And I can speak from my experience, especially in my twenties, I, I was afraid to be alone in my thoughts. I avoided them. I distracted them. I was always busy and go, 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 which I feel is where a lot of people spend their time, right? We're so busy doing and we're never being so, can you please dive into what it means to be, um, to feel fully you?
1: Yeah. So, my brand, feel fully you. That that came to me when, after I lost my sister, my sister passed away almost five years ago, very young and and in a very rapid, uh, in about six months' time, just from from finding out that she was ill to passing away. Um, So during that time, during that grieving and and actually feeling her in all her stages, that was what came up, you know, for me, it's like, okay, so here I can actually experience the whole bit of her journey with her, or I can numb out the parts that aren't so happy and then also numb out the parts that are super high because I just won't have access to it. So for me, that really felt like feel for you. What does it mean to feel? fully right how can you experience all of life fully what emotions what body sensations what thoughts what images what comes up right because that's the monkey brain where we just continually have more content that comes up and if we slow down long enough to be and to fully feel then we also step into who we are
0: and what does that mean to step into who we really are
1: Mm, love that. So we all have kind of like personas, right? So we all take on our persona. When I'm with my kids, I'm, I'm in the persona of, my, of being a mother, right? The persona is, is someone with a goal. You know, The goal is to do the best for your, your kids. But when you actually clear all of that, you can do that in meditations, or you can do it with all kinds of different tools, EFT, EMDR, other hypnosis, all these kind of things that you actually just get to the essence of who you are, the, the, the person, the, the fullness of who you are. It's not just the mother, it's not just the, the, the business woman, it's not the daughter, but it's like the real who you are. And I know that you said that you've been doing a lot of meditating as well, so that you really do realize as well where you can get out of that Mikey mind, that you can feel who you are, what you are, and how that attracts people.
0: I, I feel like another way you're saying is when we can let go of our identity. Yes. Who we think we are. For example, I think I'm Heather 37 female who's five, four, blah, blah, blah. When we let go of these limitations or that we are a body mm-hmm. is the true essence that I love the idea that we're a spiritual being having a human experience that we are, you know, I love the saying, um, and I'm, I really don't have a religious background, but I've been able to like get my ego past the word God. But if God is in all things and everywhere, that means we are powerful, unlimited beings. But when we stay in that identity, we just really limit ourselves, right?
1: Completely. And I love that you touch upon the, the God things because a lot of people are saying, God, universe, your higher power, where there's still that ego, that that, you know, that identity that wants to say, like, eh, I'm not religious, I don't want to name it God. And, yeah. and I've gone through that. And I know so many other people have gone through that, but it's like, whatever that word is for you. That you can connect with, and that you're absolutely not stuck in this body, and you're not stuck in this this identity, this persona, but that you really know what the totality of um, what you are is.
0: Can you walk us through? Because I feel like a lot of people do, and I I did it. Suppress emotions. We don't want to feel, and then. Well, ultimately, long term, if you study a lot of these guys, Bruce Lipton and so many others, that anytime you have a chronic pain or chronic illness, it's trapped emotions that we didn't feel. So can you walk us through what it's like to actually express and feel who we are? Maybe what do you do in the mornings, a morning ritual to, to center and ground yourself?
1: My morning ritual <laughs> changes quite often. <laughs> but the one thing I will give to all the listeners is put the timer on your phone for twice a day, two minutes. Because we always have two minutes and twice a day we can do two minutes, right? And then actually just close your eyes, take a breath and do a body check and kind of like check in. So what thoughts am I having? And then just acknowledge those thoughts like, okay, okay. I might be making a fool out of myself. It's like, great, I acknowledge it. What emotion am I having? It's like, oh, I'm kind of calm. What's the body sensation? It's like, oh, there's a, a bit, of, bit of, I feel my heartbeat in, uh, in my throat and my hands are warm. And then perhaps there's an image. It's like, hmm, the image is just you and me because that's what I'm seeing. And then you just take a deep breath, let it go. And then notice what else is arising now. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm calmer. The thought is like, um, yeah, this this actually feels really good to talk about because it's such a potent thing. The emotion is, um, it's not quite joy, but it's, 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 it's almost like pride and happiness. Mm. Uh mixture in between. And then the body sensation is warm and feels like I'm radiating. So that took, I think, under two minutes. Oh yeah. But this is what we talk about content. So it's content that comes up. So it might be something quite you know, you might be people call it low vibration, where you might just have a lot of, lot of stuff going on. I'm hot, I don't want to do this. It's a like, great. Let yourself feel it, experience it, think it, say it, move through it. By doing that, that's how you move through it. Because so often we just kind of like, we want to shove it under the carpet. It's like, no, I don't want to feel that I'm angry or that I'm sad. But it's if you experience it, if you allow yourself to feel those emotions and feel all the sensations, they usually after two minutes, they pass and something else comes up. And it's kind of like, like the infinity side, it goes up and down and then it goes up again. And then you might have a few, you know, lower thoughts. You might have a few angry thoughts and then you'll go, oh, I'm happy and I'm happy and I'm happy. I'm like, oh, okay, the identity of Juliet's gone.
0: What is the power of doing this? Cause what I hear from you is one, you, you, I call it like power of the pause. So you stop <laughs> the momentum of the monkey mind downhole, downhill chaos, yes. but it creates presence. And then emotions want to be felt and released. Mm
1: -hmm. And oftentimes that's when your body might have, might start some shaking or you might start crying. Uh, There might be a a memory of a traumatic experience that comes up. And just like an animal that starts shaking and moving it through their body, that's what we do if we allow ourselves to pause. So what they've noticed is like high... um, people that, that meditate for a long time or do processes like this, um, they have the ability to also heal themselves a lot, heal themselves from disease, um, attract more into their, their lives. All of a sudden people that have done these processes to get through, say, one traumatic experience, start noticing that, you know, they call in a new job, higher pay raise, new partner. It's like all of a sudden, because they feel more themselves, the universe provides and it's like, oh, there you go. You're on this new path. And this now feels more aligned for you.
0: Okay. I think this is a perfect segue. I would love to talk about (laughs) alignment, but what I want to share with you, and I think this is so timely, I recently did um, a survey via LinkedIn. It's a a large platform for me and a lot of engagement. But I also, I did the survey because I really wanted to know what are people's struggles? Where are they suffering? And it all stems from thought. But I I think the overarching theme was people are seeking financial security and their problems are self-doubt and procrastination. Mm -hmm. And here's what I want to share with you. I had a call with somebody yesterday and this man. So here's what I give. I want to give an example when, sorry, here's what I want to give an example of, um, you know, when we stay to a limited identity, how we limit ourselves. So here's the example. This man called, he's seeking coaching. um, You know, he's just feeling stuck in this negative loop and he has a daughter in college. So, you know, I assume he's got to be at least in his 50s, probably. Anyway, so he has his master's degree and recently got a job in um, some sort of banking compliance position. Ultimately, he shared what he he is making and it's $33,000 a year. And I almost shit my pants. I was like, wait a minute, you're telling me you have decades of experience. You have a master's degree in education. And you're making thirty-three thousand dollars a year. And that's literally poverty, right? That's Mm -hmm. especially with inflation, everything going on right now. And this man, what he shared is, and I know this stuff, it's our conditioning and programming from younger. But if he could let go of that identity and limitation that he's not worthy and deserving of a lot more money, he's keeping himself at this super low pay grade. So how can we use that as an example to talk about alignment, to talk about abundance, that it's our, our birthright?
1: Isn't that crazy, right? I mean, I remember doing a lot of uh, Byron Katie's work, the work, right? And that it all comes down to being unlovable, you are not worthy, um, what well, are the other two, that they're, they're like three or four of them. But everyone has this, yeah? It's just the, the, the belief that, you know, when we're kids up to the age of six, we just soak everything up like a sponge. Uh, The first two years, everything that parents say is gospel. And then after the age of six, we start having a bit of discernment of actually realizing, hey, is that right or not? But before then, so all the beliefs that we think about ourselves is what came in through our parents, our conditioning, our religion, school, siblings. Uh, society and then when you strip that away you actually really look at it and it's like oh is that even mine and you're like no that's 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 not even true
0: well so something um, i i walk people through as an example there and i'm i'm newer i've heard of byron katie but, and i have looked up her four-step process is this true is it really true a reframe hmm. but what i do with people is if if you look at your current results in any life bucket money health, relationships, you know, the major life buckets. And if there's any dissatisfaction, you can reverse engineer actions, emotions, but it all started with thought. Completely. And so look, there are so many people struggling and suffering around money, which is just this construct that we made up, right? So can you kind of walk us through how we can feel fully abundant and how we can align with... Whatever we want when we let go of that shit.
1: And it's so real, right? I mean, it just feels so real. You're like, all oh, right, but where am I going to get the money and how, you know? I mean, I've got four kids and, yeah in universities and moving around the world. So it's like, yeah, obviously, there are money pressures. Um, and what really has helped for me is to let go of those beliefs. Restful is to let go of the beliefs, do, some, do these processes and really get to a place of alignment where it's like, oh, when I take care of me, when I fill my cup, which, mm. you know, a recovering overgiver. Yeah, <laughs> I think there's probably quite a few of us. Um, when I over, When I really fill up my cup, that's when I attract people as well. I wrote about this in a post today that um, a few months ago, I just said, no, I'm not doing sales calls anymore. It just doesn't feel aligned anymore. I've I've spent hours on the phone with people and helping them. And and at the moment, I'm just like, no, don't feel like doing that. Um, So two weeks ago, someone just said, hey, can you send me the payment to to work with you one-on-one for a year? I'm paid in full. And this is, yeah, a six-figure. Some.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Well, and something we yeah. touched about before we started recording was the idea of, you know, seven or eight figure businesses. And as an example, that guy who's not even making six figures, how can somebody wrap their mind around a, a six figure or a seven figure business? I mean, that's thinking big. I guess for me, it's find evidence that somebody else has done it yes to help create the belief that four minute mile idea but can you walk us through or even for you I'm sure there's been a point in your life when you were in lack and scarcity and not enough oh
1: completely and I still go through that you know? yeah. it's not like it's not like it always goes away but it's like the ascending thing you go through it and then oh I go you go th- you go up quicker, or you you go through it quicker. It's not like you never have these beliefs anymore. So I remember about three years ago, I was uh, in this uh, conference in Canada, and my mentor put me on stage and said, "Hey, you know, who believes that this is a hundred k uh, coach?" And everyone was raising their hands, and I'm looking around I'm like where am I gonna find people like this? So the whole thing was like, what was going through my mind was like, where am I gonna find them? How, how, where, where do they, how do I do this? How and where? And actually what I've spent the last three years on is yeah. who, who do I need to become? Mm. Who do I need to surround myself with? You know, what are the steps that I need to do to be in line, in alignment to actually receive that kind of money? And you know, all the things are like, am I worthy? Is this even you know, is this even possible? Who would want to pay this much? I mean, is it ethical? All those thoughts, right? So it's yeah. it's actually working through all of that. And that is, you know, sometimes what we call doing the work. And you know, it could be writing down your you know, brain dump in the morning, just like what's coming up, future projecting, um doing polarity work feeling one feeling the other and then realizing oh they're not so different really getting rid of the charge that we have with one or um the other polarity or 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 one thing that we're like oh we can never be that Mm -hmm. but then actually recognizing that how many of the qualities of someone that we love we already have
0: yes Okay, so I think something something you touched on there was letting go of the how. And that's something I love yes. because as an example, you let go of doing, I call them discovery calls, but calls because it didn't feel good anymore. And but a lot of people would hold on to that thinking, well, but at least it's income and they want that stability and certainty, but you let go of something that didn't feel good. Yeah. a low vibe thing and that created space for this six-figure opportunity to come in
1: completely and where it's really it's like I'm tapping into what I, who I want to be yeah and it's like and, and what I want to do so and and it sometimes it feels very counterintuitive but the moment that I'm running low on energy I don't attract people anymore the the moment that i've been overgiving and and doing too much then nothing goes the way that i want to i plan a launch nothing sells and while i'm just being me people out of nowhere just say hey can
0: i work with you yes okay i just wrote this down i think it's important to talk about since we're talking about feeling and emotions fear Mm -hmm. because we are very conditioned look at media everything is fear-mongering not enough lack and limitation scarcity competition so can we talk about fear and how to feel it and release it rather than suppress it and stay limited
1: yes so completely everything is fear-based that's how things get controlled um but then if you can tap into the fear really like Just whatever your biggest fear is, just bring that up. Then noticing yourself, where does that start to appear in your body? Yeah, just actually notice that, feel that, might be contricted. Often it's a constriction somewhere, tightness in your jaw or your throat, constriction in your tummy or your chest. It's like, okay, yeah, place your hand there and just kind of like, okay, I hear you, I feel you. You don't have to move, you don't have to, we don't have to fix you, but just kind of feel that and then notice is there an emotion that comes up with it? Is there another emotion that comes up with the fear? Are there any other thoughts that come up? And sometimes what I do is I, I run people through a process called a spectix where we really tap into that fear and we have a conversation with the fear and ask what it wants for us. And so often it will take us back to the past where either as a child we've been told off or as an adult, something has gotten us some kind of traumatic experience because the way I define trauma is something that's happened too fast, too soon for our bodies or minds to fully comprehend. So which means that everyone's had trauma, right? It doesn't need to be massive, but this but everyone's had these. But then when you go back to that, now as an adult, you can actually see it's like, oh, that is no longer true. I am safe. I have survived it. And that's where you can start having a whole conversation with that fear. It's like, well, what do you want me to know? What do you want me to feel?
0: I'm really resonating with this. So as an example, I've had this three years ago, I did a triathlon just I wanted to see if I could do it. I I love endurance sports. I'm a runner by nature. So to add swim, bike run, I was like, yeah, I'll do it. So I did a sprint triathlon. It was swim 750 meters. And um, I grew up boating and behind a boat, I've been in water. So I was like, oh, this will be cake. It is not. Going from treading water to open water swimming and people kicking around you. And anyway, it was a very traumatic experience three years ago. And I nearly came in last for that leg of the event. I think there were literally four people behind me. And I'm like backstroking and hyperventilating. It was awful. Now, three years later, I've had this intuitive nudge. It's time to, I don't want that to hold me back or have that memory. And so Mm -hmm. I've just signed up for and doing another triathlon um, end of August. And this time the swim is double. But I'm learning from, I don't believe anything is a failure. I'm learning from that experience. And this time I'm getting help and I'm, you know, working with friends that have swimming experience. I'm feeling and doing the breath work. And the reason I bring all this up is because I just felt a ton of fear three days ago. I went to my first open water swim, almost felt paralyzed to get in the water. And when you really step back, it's like, it's not that big of a deal, but fear feels so real.
1: Oh my God. It feels like, and it just completely paralyzes like
0: you said. Yeah. And so I felt it and I, I nearly felt like I was going to cry and, and I didn't hold that back and then I didn't, but I, I felt this relief yeah. and I got in the water and it wasn't pretty, but I got wet. I, I practiced some strokes and then I was like, okay, it wasn't that bad, but now I'm realizing that this is actually going to be a amazing journey and experience because Breath work is so important as we already touched on power of the pause. But when you're swimming, you have to be present and you have to be breathing. So this is how I'm experiencing it. And we all will have our own experience. But my whole idea is, um, you know, don't let fear fuel you. Uh, Don't let fear rule you. Let it fuel you. Or the only way Mm -hmm. through fear is only way past fear is through through it yeah, yeah and,
1: and what a beautiful opportunity so that you felt the call you're stepping into it and you're actually going deeply into it yeah. and now getting the help of it so that you know the next I don't know in, in five years time you're not going to feel that fear or now even in August you're not going to feel this yeah. fear anymore you you also have a great story to tell and, and how you actually teach others to go through this
0: right to be an example yeah Okay. So something else that um, we talked about before recording, which I love talking about is energy. Yes. So I, I would love to hear more about, since we're talking about feel fully you and alignment and that, you know, letting go of these identities and limitations. Let's talk about energy.
1: Mm. <laughs> right. So when we all talk about energy and that we're all energetic beings and that everything in this world is energy. Some people are like, yeah, a little bit too woo woo. (laughs) We're going to start talking about the quantum field and everything. It's like, and and, you know, I'm no scientist, but you you and I have both listened to Joe Dispenza. We have lots of different um, mentors that also really explain it well. But we also realize that, you know, the energy that we put out is what we attract. And I mean, I often explain it to people. It's like, if you actually look at uh, uh, here in England, what we have, we have the tube. So we have the Metro, we have the underground. And during rush hour, people just kind of like, they find their way and no one really bumps into each other. Have you ever noticed that, right? People just kind of like flow. So they, everyone kind of reads the energy, right? And then if someone is angry or an outburst, you just see, like everyone almost r- runs away from it. It's it's like an explosion that it repels. So that's where it almost becomes like a magnet that one polarizes and one attracts. Mm-hmm. Um, another way of, of looking at it is when you come into a crowded room, immediately you'll get the feeling like, aha, uh-huh, yeah, this is I'm I'm going in, or it's like, oh yeah, no. And it's, you can feel the mood of people, you can feel yeah. what's going on and, and you'll immediately actually know if you want to step foot or not. So, same thing with houses, you yeah? know, do you want to live in a place? You'll know it, yes or no. And we all have this, but as when we we're talking about conditioning and about beliefs, this has all kind of like been trained out of it. Right? We've all had an uncle that we didn't want to kiss as a child, right? <laughs> it's like, yeah, mommy, I don't want to kiss him or her. She's got like warts or whatever. And, and as mommies, you're like, come on, come on. You know, it's your uncle. Be nice to him. But as children, we actually know about these energetic things. We, we feel the resonance. Mm-hmm. And we really tap into that. And then over the years, because we step into our personas, into our identities, that just doesn't fit the bill anymore. But when we strip all that away, we start to become really aware of energy. And it's also how people feel. Like if you're on your phone or if you're on computers a lot, that can tend to mess with the energetics of you.
0: Something I just wrote down is we all know people in our lives that are energy drainers. Yes. Complainers, they're negative. And I, I believe, you know, I guess depending on the person, but you get to choose who you're spending time with. And we all heard that saying, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So if you're hanging out with energy drainers, you're just going to be at this low vibe level and then wondering why you live in lack and limitation.
1: Completely. Yeah. I was saying this to my kids the other day because they were complaining about someone. And I was just like, you know what? I just just don't want to hear this stuff anymore. It's like, you can complain all you want, but just not around me because I feel like that's all you're doing. And then it's just, that's all you're getting back in. And one of my daughters actually let go of one of her friends and she's noticed the difference. She's like, oh my God, you know, I I found a new job. I mean, she's, she's only doing something in the summer but she's like i found a new job no problem people like me uh, i'm not worrying about gossiping anymore now i tell my friends i'm like no i'm not into gossiping so just leave it and she's said so many things have aligned mommy i found a really cool new boyfriend new job uh, i'm looking how i'm house hunting for an apartment in london and you just kind of see that that is what you attract
0: yeah you know the Another way I think of this is, uh, and you, you brought up the word a magnet, but I remember when the secret came out, the law of attraction back in, I think, 06, 07, that, that is definitely like the tip of the iceberg. That's just letting us know that thoughts become things. But when I truly understood that, wait a minute, my thoughts and my feelings emanate this vibe and whatever I'm thinking and feeling, I get more of. So you know how a lot of people talk about karma? Mm-hmm. but they talk about karma as a bad thing like "ooh, karma's gonna get you i believe karma is simply a boomerang effect and we all experience karma
1: always yeah, yeah. and there might be some karmic issues that you still have to clean up with <laughs> some some stuff in the, in the past um but yeah the way that, that karma is used in common lay language is that oh, karma's a bitch but it's like no you know what we do what we put out that we get back
0: I feel like they really are universal laws, just like we all experience gravity, Yeah, this law of attraction or, you know, yeah, you're right. What we put out, what we get back. So here's my question, because a lot of this is mindfulness training and being intentional. And this is new to somebody mm-hmm. and they're like, well, this all sounds fine and dandy, but where, where would I even start? <laughs>
1: So I would say the first thing, what I would say is like, start every day writing down what five things you're grateful for that -hmm. happened. And it might've been a crap day. It might've been like the most terrible day, but you can still be like, well, I'm grateful that the sun was out because it warmed my face and it had me feel happy. So really kind of like link it to the emotions, right? Because then you get more of those. And I'm grateful for having seen my kids. Um, and for three minutes, everyone was happy. I remember having four kids under the age of three. <laughs> those were the days where like, oh my God, is there anything to be grateful for <laughs> when they were all fighting? But you know what? It's, it's finding those little things. And then every day adding that. And then another thing that I like to add is it's like, these are three things that I love about myself. They're qualities that I love about myself and write them down. And every day look through the list from the day before and it gets longer and longer and longer, but it really gets you to to focus on what gratitude is and and, how to bring this more into your life. And then I would say celebrate. Yeah, because celebration is kind of like a party in the name of of gratitude, right? And celebrate, celebrate the one thing that you did great today or, or last week. And it doesn't have to be monetary. It doesn't have to be anything, but it can just be like, oh my God, I did like, three setups instead of one or i um i cooked a dinner by myself or i got a new client or i helped a, an old lady cross the road i paid for someone's coffee in, in line all these kind of things where it's like celebrate that and really you know, be happy
0: i think that's key because most of us aren't good we're really good about being self-critical right but we're not so good about this um, pat on the back and that celebrating the small things because they are the big things. And I don't think that's arrogant or ego. I think that's, you know, self-love. And I, I come from the space of being extremely self-critical to now wanting to be my own best cheerleader. And you know what? I do have, I'm going to show you, I'm just going to show you this. So I have this bell. And I got this idea watching Selling Sunset on Netflix. And, you know, it's a big real estate show. So anytime they close a deal, they get to ring the bell. They're celebrating a win. So <laughs> yeah, I got yeah. this bell. And anytime something, anything happens, such as, you know, a, a new YouTube subscriber or I, I celebrate lots of small things, but I ring the bell. And that's also anchoring like, woohoo, celebrate. Yes. I do, and I'm, I'm cheering for all yes. the little
1: things. And I think it's it's just been suppressed. And especially here, I mean, I'm, I'm Dutch and yeah, it's it's yeah, the whole thing. It's being taught like, don't be different, you know, don't stick out, oh. don't be different, don't celebrate too much. And and I think we as women also have a tendency to outdo each other, but like on bad things, like, oh my, my kid set fire to the garage or we well, don't know what mine did, you know, I mean, he yeah. trampled the house and he flooded and then, the third one will just go on instead of just saying, "Oh, I'm sorry that you've had a crap day, but I've actually had a brilliant day. I've had gorgeous dinner with my man, or something like that, and celebrating it." But we're so afraid to be seen as celebrating, or maybe ostentatious, or she's too big for her feet. You know, she's too big for her boots. Um, that we don't. That we kind of keep ourselves small. Mm so yeah so I love the bell idea I think it's brilliant yeah I have pom-poms here
0: oh that's I'm like fun. When, my, and you shake well, them? when my
1: clients have wins I just do the pom-poms and I celebrate oh that's fun yeah and that took um that took a long time for people to actually feel comfortable with that I'm like yay
0: they're
1: like ooh, <laughs> you're weird
0: right and I'm like be weird
1: yeah no absolutely be- so yeah so yeah, Definitely feel all of that. But it's like, but also one thing I would say, don't only try to be in the high vibrations, right? Like where, where people would like have all their, um, they'll tap and they'll say, um, I am wonderful and I'm rich and I'm et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, you know what? Yes, that's great. But also allow yourself to feel the other side of that. It's like, what's, what does it feel like to feel say abundant? And what does scarcity feel like for you? And then allow yourself to swing in between them so that they both start marching. And it's like, oh, there's no more charge. I can choose to be abundant or to be in scarcity. And then it just becomes a universal joke, right?
0: Yeah, right. This is supposed to be fun. I I feel like everybody got so serious and, and they forgot what this is all about. This is our playground. This can be whatever we decide to make it. Isn't it fun? (laughs) Yes. All right, Julie, I have a question for you. I want to know, what do you believe is a key takeaway from today's conversation?
1: Uh, Key takeaway is really just allow yourself to be, to be and to have fun, Mm -hmm. to step out of your personality, out of that identity, out of that persona Mm -hmm. and allow yourself to dream big, to be big, to do everything that you desire and be highly grateful.
0: Yes, I love that. All right, I'd love to wrap up the interview. So I have a few rapid fire questions for you. First one, what is a quote or motto that you live by? Uh,
1: um, make something your own. You, know, take, take, what you take what resonates, mm-hmm. make that your own and disregard the rest information anything in life
0: don't oh, take what resonates leave the rest yeah what is a book you're currently reading or highly recommend
1: oh i am reading Brene brown atlas of the heart mm. uh which i love i know i love a bit of Brene brown I think I'm reading about ten books at the same time, but dipping in and out of it. I, I, yeah, I really like her way of writing. She brings it really down to layman's uh, terms, and anyone can just resonate with that and I'm just open up a little bit more into feeling.
0: Final question: What advice would you give your younger self?
1: Mm-hmm. Stop worrying. stop stop wanting to be something else and just be yourself.
0: I love that. And what a great note to end on. Thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for tuning into today's episode. I'd love it if you could leave me a review and remember to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. If you haven't yet, connect with me on the social platforms. You can add me on Instagram at heather.hakes and subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'll catch you on the next episode.